Hello, and welcome to PB&J at the Movies. Today we are doing a double feature, and the theme is toys. First off, we'll be reviewing Toy Story 4. Um, a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang. A road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. After that, we will be reviewing Child's Play, which is a reboot of the movie Chucky. A mother gives her 13-year-old son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. Um, so for today's episode, uh, we are missing the P in our PB&J. Philip is having some family time. Um, so for, for the Toy Story episode, um, we have a, our, our guest today is Clark. Hi, well, Clark. Glad to be back. Thank you for having me. I'm Becca. And I'm Jeff. And you are listening to PB&J at the Movies. Okay, so Toy Story 4. Jeff, what were your first thoughts of Toy Story 4? I really, really enjoyed it. I'm not a huge Toy Story fan. Um, I do think they're great films, animation-wise, when they're done well. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Clark, what did you think? thought it was great. I don't think it was the best Toy Story, but it was a great finish to what I, I thought the trilogy was the end, but uh, Toy Story 4 definitely exceeded my expectations and, and is a good ending to uh, a four-piece four movie. I agree with both of you. I was nervous going into it because I, I, unlike Jeff, am a big Toy Story fan, and I thought that they ended three perfectly, you know, super emotional so when I heard they were coming out with a fourth one, I thought, oh no, this is one of those franchises where they're just going to milk it and, you know, it's it's not going to end well. I had read something where the Pixar, somebody in Pixar, one of the writers or something came out and said, if we did not feel like it would do the franchise justice, we wouldn't have put it out. So they were very confident in what they were putting out. Um, and yeah, this movie definitely exceeded my expectations. Now I feel like it is, it is ended perfectly. Um, some new characters were introduced, which in the beginning, and I think we talked with Philip about this a few weeks ago, we were a little concerned about how this new Forky character was going to add to the story but it worked, I think. You know, it's supposed to be silly. Even the other toys realize he's not a, you know, what is he supposed to be? He's not a toy. Like, he looks dumb, you know? So, um, anyways, I thought, it, I thought it was done really well. I laughed. I cried. Just great overall. So, I guess we can talk about some of the new characters that were introduced um, and it really was the new character story. Mm-hmm. Many of the old characters kind of took a back seat. And so... You really don't see Buzz much. Mm-mm. Or Rex or Mr. Potato Head or any of those. Ham. I would say it's more about Woody and Bo Peep and then new characters. Mm-hmm. 
Clark, what were what were some of your favorite new characters? Did you like Forky? I did like Forky. Um, <clears throat> I liked the bunny rabbits, probably my favorite. The bunny and the duck. The bunny, yeah. I mean, the bunny and the duck. Yep. Who were voiced by Kim Peel, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the ventriloquist dummies, I thought were oh my hilarious. <laughs> they were scary. <laughs> But also like a scary funny. Yes. yes. Like the scene in the antique shop where you're first introduced to Gabby Gabby who, and, and the ventriloquist dummies. There's like this, this creepiness to it. And you're thinking, oh, this is, this is not going to end well. Um, so I thought that was I thought that was and hilarious. it really doesn't. I mean, they're, if you think about it, they're for a large portion of the movie trying to take part of Woody's voice apparatus out to steal it. That's it terrifying. And use it for Gabby Gabby's broken voice box. Yes. Um, but yes, so that was hilariously terrifying. Um, I'd say that Forky, Forky, I loved Forky. He's voiced by Tony Hale, who's from Arrested Development and Veep, and I love him. Um, And Forky believes that he is trash. So for the first part of the movie, Forky keeps trying to go to the trash can because he was created from trash. He doesn't think he's a toy. And Woody sees how much Bonnie uh, loves Forky, and so Woody spends a lot of this movie trying to convince Forky that he is, in fact, a toy. It's all about using your imagination. It's all about making your kid happy. Um, it doesn't matter where you were. You didn't have to be. You don't have to be made in a factory, you know. Um, so I think there's some good messages in there. I think there's a lot of good messages in this film. So something else I want to comment on that we talked about is. A lot of people, myself included, thought that this trilogy had ended perfectly. We didn't need something else. We go see this movie, and then we realize they had more to say, mm-hmm. and we didn't know it. It was like a movie that we needed that we didn't know we needed. Right. Is what I would say is how this has gone out. And I think part of that is because of the messages that are given in this film. Speaking of messages... Something that I think is interesting is a lot of movies that are coming out with... Um, very progressive female characters have to remind you constantly that their female characters are progressive or independent. This film has a progressive, independent female character, and they don't tell us that ever. They just show it in the way that the character acts and goes through life, and that's Bo Peep in this film, by saying, she doesn't need a child, I can take care of myself. And then she does that. And she's created this life where she lives at the carnival and travels with the carnival and plays with children at the carnival. Mm-hmm. And is not dependent upon one child. And I really liked that. And kind of also shows Woody that you can do that as well. Right. And I like to look back and see Bo Peep's transformation because in the first, at least the first movie can't really remember the second one that well because it was my least favorite but she's kind of you know this sweet soft-spoken character kind of the matriarch of the group of toys and now she's just strong independent woman 
She doesn't wear her skirt anymore. She's mm-hmm. doing her own thing. Survivalist. And I am here for it. Yeah, she changed over the years. You think that's a subtle message that Disney was trying to throw in there to the little girls that you can change. You don't have to be what society wants you to be. You can be who you want to be. I don't think it was subtle. Yeah, I mean, it was very, <laughs> very clear. Yes. You yeah. know? I loved it when she broke her arm. <laughs> yes. And Woody freaked out and she started laughing. She's like, just put some tape on it. Yes, because she's made out of ceramics. Right, right. Which I don't think that was clear in the first couple movies. She's a little bit shinier in this movie. Yes. So I don't think we knew that she came with a lamp and that she was ceramic in the first two. I didn't know that until this film. But but the first movie and second movie have been 20 plus years ago. So I, you know, if they added in some details in there, that's okay. But I would say that... One in th- Clark and I were talking about this. I think one and three are really up there for me. I think four, which is pretty amazing, is just right underneath those two for me. Um, and then number two is like way down at the bottom. But yeah, just going back to how they did such a great job. I mean, the first one came out, what, 95? Yes. And so 24, 24 years, years ago. But everything, I I would imagine if we were to have a marathon night and watch all four, I would think that, you know, other than some improvements in animation, I think storyline, they just flow together. And to me, that's really amazing that 24 years in the making that they can still um, provide like a seamless storyline. One thing I will say for characters that are supposed to have been around for 24 years. There is no wear and tear on these toys that are supposedly have been around. I don't know if the setting is that, but it's at least 10 years based on this film. Mm -hmm. And there's no wear and tear. Woody is a cloth for the most part. (laughs) There's no tears. There's no dirt. And he's heavily played with. He was in the rain at the beginning of this film and yeah. stepped on numerous times. Yeah. And it's a good point. I the, I couldn't get over that. That's what I kept thinking. Like, he would have at least mud and dirt. It well, and some of these stuffed animals can't be cleaned. For sure. There's a plot hole for you. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we loved this movie. Um, as far as Oscars go... I think the only shot that we've got in this is animated feature. I don't think it's to the level of being nominated for Best Picture. Um, there's only been, I believe, three animated films ever nominated for Best Picture, which is Beauty and the Beast, Toy Story 3, and Up. I don't think that this is in that same level mm-hmm. as those. Um, there's not... I didn't hear a new original song. No. Because a lot of times these will get nominated for new original song. The score didn't really stand out to me. No. So I think animated feature is what we've got for this. Possibly. Which, will it be competing with like Lion King for that? I don't is think Lion King, I think it's considered live action. Even though it's Book, all CGI? Yeah, because Jungle Book was not eligible for animated feature. 
Okay. So it's got a, so as you were saying, it's hopefully got a good shot of winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just depends on, yeah, probably, because I can't think of anything else right now that yeah. would likely do better. Okay. And Pixar does very well, even with some of their not-so-great films, a.k.a. Brave. Oh, I never saw it. Which one? Yeah, you never saw it. That speaks volumes. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, anyways, I think it's safe to say we all loved the movie. Did you have something you were going to say, Clark? It's a little out of place, but I was just going to comment on how I thought that um, something I've noticed that Disney does in their movies now is they're pretty smart at recruiting actors um, to... Well, they, they create new characters that resemble the actors they recruited or hired to do the, to do the, the voiceover. So, for example, you know, they... Really, you just see Tony Hale's character in Forky. And, like, Key and Peele, you see them in The Bunny Rabbit and The Duck. I don't. I think that if they had... In the, in the past, I remember Disney coming up with characters with certain personalities, and then they'd go out and find actors or actresses that could bring those characters to life. Now I see them bringing characters to life through the existing life of real-life actors and actresses, if that makes any sense. So they're writing to the personalities of the actresses playing right. them. They're not writing the characters and, it, and then hiring Exactly. People. I'm seeing that going on now that Disney didn't do earlier, and it just brings out these characters so much better to me. Yeah, I would be interested to see if if that's how they cast this movie, is just kind of it certainly finding the way. actors that they wanted to work with and then developing the characters around them. That would be interesting. But, yeah, everyone was... Very well cast, um, for, you know, in every single movie back, you know, 24 years ago, just casting uh, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. I mean, you know, you can't imagine anybody else playing those characters at this point. All right. Well, I think now it's time for the podcast to take a little bit of a dark turn. I believe now it's time for a different type of toy, a toy called Chucky. So if you'll excuse us, we're going to go get our fourth chair, Colton, and we will be right back. All right, welcome back. Um, We have our fourth chair here with us, Colton, who is our resident horror movie expert. He says he is not an expert on the Chucky franchise. However, he knows more than the rest of us. Yeah. So we're glad to have him with us. Thanks for having um, me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Child's Play. First thoughts. Colton, let's start with you. Well, I I liked it. Um, I thought it was going to be terrible. And let's... I'm going to acknowledge that it's not really that great of a movie, but I liked it. Because of the new explanation as to why Chucky is... Mm-hmm murderous and and I thought that was I thought that was really interesting and once they I was actually really kind of checked out until they you started to see why that was the deal and then I was like well this is super interesting now and then I was on board the rest of the time yeah Jeff what'd you think I definitely agree with that the first 30 minutes of the film I was bored and I'm like why are we here what are we doing and then I got super interested, and there's some kind of philosophical things that are brought up that I think are interesting in why Chucky turns out to be evil that I also think make the film more interesting than it could have been. It, to 
as Colton says, it is not a good film. <laughs> but I enjoyed myself and I was entertained. Clark? You know, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of B-horror style movies. And uh, I thought, okay, they're going to take one of these cult classics and try to make it legitimately scary for 2019. But um, I liked how it knew that it was a B-horror style movie. And, uh, and it indulged in that. But I, as a viewer, didn't know that until after the tiller had, takes off and removes Shane's face and, spoiler alert, tosses it perfectly on the head of a garden gnome nearby. And when that <laughs> happened, like an hour into the movie, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, it knows who it is we as a movie. And on we are on board. And then that's when I was like, I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I gotta say, I didn't have super high expectations for this movie, and I think it met my low expectations. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it was entertaining. I, there were parts of the movie where I couldn't really tell, do they know this is campy and they're trying to make this, like, funny or are they actually trying to make this scary? I don't know. It wasn't clear to me at some parts in the movie. I actually didn't, like, jump as much as I thought I would in some of the jump scenes. I know that everyone else here did. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. So I was kind of disappointed. I, I didn't, you know, it, I wasn't more scared during the movie. But, um you know, overall, very entertaining. I don't think it was necessarily going for scariness the whole time. There are a lot of... There's a lot of dark comedy mm -hmm. in this There's movie. a lot of gross stuff in this movie, It was too. very gory. It was actually way more gory than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was disturbed with the bones breaking and... Oh, my God. Yes. The, I, the not, the, I could not handle the that. The buzz saw. The buzz <clears throat> thing. The tiller scene that Clark referenced. With the face on the watermelon. Yes. Yes. There the, were some very... Graphic in a campy way, but still graphic yeah. things that were difficult to watch. But then you couldn't help but laugh when the guy takes off the big oversized uh, head oh and he God. just spews blood all over the little That's girl. That's kind of when I like, knew. You just okay, know, this, okay, I guess this is supposed it's to over be over the like top. The director funny. did this on purpose, and it's yeah. hilarious, you know. So let's go back and talk about what Colton mentioned about the differences between the origins of the doll. Okay. Um, so in the original Chucky, talk about... Have we declared a spoiler alert? We have <clears throat> not, but we're just... This whole episode has been a, one big spoiler, so... Crap. That means yeah. I can't listen to it. You can't listen to it Toy until Story you watch 4. Toy Story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess the, in the original, the whole idea is that the serial killer named Charles Lee Ray possesses a good guy doll... <clears throat> when he gets killed, he actually, I think, gets killed in... I don't want to say it because I don't remember, but he possesses the doll. He ends up uh, as a Christmas gift to Andy, mm. and he then is trying to possess Andy, so he's... Has trying, a body. So he's trying to kill... Yeah, so he's trying to kill the little kid. He has a vessel, I should say. Sure. Yeah. And then in this one... <clears throat> so they show the factory in... Vietnam, mm -hmm. yeah. where they're making the dolls, and a guy gets fired. He, who's I guess working on the microchips. So look, 
like these dolls are very high technology, whereas the original they were just dolls. Right. <clears throat> just like a pull my string <clears throat> something. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And um like this one is supposed to essentially be like an like a like a Amazon Echo or a Alexa or which I think is uh, but it's it's creepy in that a doll would control. I mean, they show these right. commercials how this this creepy doll can control your TV, your thermostat. Can you know, order a order a essentially an Uber, but yeah, it drives a order self, a self driving car. So I guess I guess the microchip or whatever has these like safeties in that prevents it from doing certain things, and the guy disables all of the safety features, and then kills himself and then they never talk about it again so wait did he kill himself isn't that I who thought, that was that jumped off the roof of yeah, that building but yes. i thought i thought chucky threw him no. off because no. you see chucky no. chucky's already in the box and getting loaded on the so i guess i thought yeah. that chucky got out of the box threw him off and then got back in well, the box well he couldn't have no. because the reason that he is murderous in this one is he is living with this little boy who's making new friends and trying to fit in the new friends are interested in some really like dark stuff horror movies um just violent things in general and chucky sees that and sees andy laughing laughing and and having a good time so then he's like oh okay this is what that's that's what makes him happy so i'm gonna do i also know that he hates this cat he hates this man i'm gonna take care of it yeah And that does make more sense. <coughs> what I was saying earlier, that makes more sense if we are to believe that this was like more of like a real life story. That origin makes more sense, like, you know, with a bad microchip or something, and that he is able to process what he sees, and his ultimate goal is to make his kid happy. And that's how he computes. Like, that makes more sense. And this is where I think it gets really interesting as a film because it shows kind of us and, like, this innocent kind of doll-like character that doesn't have any preconceived notion of anything witnesses teenagers or preteens or whatever age they are laughing at horror films and thinking it's funny and then how he interprets that. Mm -hmm. And so we see the creation of this murderous intent. That's what I was referring to before, some philosophical discussions about about that. Um, And the kids teach him how to do things like stab something. And He doesn't automatically know how to do that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they showed him, you know, with the Tupac thing. And they think it's hilarious, so he... That's how he learned how to stab something. And he repeats it. Yeah. He repeats what they told him to say while he does it. Um, And going back just real quick to the man who maybe killed himself. Maybe he killed himself. Maybe the person who physically assaulted him before he got fired threw him off the roof. I guess he he would have killed himself if he's out of a job and he just made a murderous doll. Maybe it makes more sense that he committed suicide. I think they did it for shock value, personally. I don't... Yeah. I think it was completely unnecessary to the whole rest of the movie. I agree. For sure. Because they never once talked about it. When that happened, I thought, oh, that guy's soul is going to possess the doll. Mm -hmm. This is real strange, and why does this man who did not sound like Mark Hamill all of a sudden sound like Mark (laughs) Hamill inside the doll? Yeah. And uh, that's just... 
Anyway, they just never talked about it again. Yeah, that's why I thought he was Chucky through him, because I thought, oh, this is how it gets started, you know? Chucky, like, destroys his creator. But then you learn that Chucky's sort of innocent in the beginning, and there were almost times where I almost felt sort of sorry for Chucky in the I, beginning, you know? Yeah. A teeny bit. Which is super, a huge 180 from the original, yes. where he's just straight up, Terrifying. 100% evil. His facial expressions were way scarier yeah. in the original one. This one, in fact, this one, they try to get him to make a scary face, and he really can't. Yeah. The to old, freak out the uh, the The wife's, the mother's boyfriend, right? When he comes yeah. out to be married. What did we think about Aubrey Plaza as the mom? I loved it. Really? I loved it. I'm really glad that you set up this discussion. I was indifferent. Does she have any kind of range i don't think so like she plays the same she's pretty much typecast yeah i still love but i guess in a movie like this if it's gonna be like a sort of b horror movie and you you know it makes sense to have like this young cynical mom in there maybe which she has a little bit of range like her character grew a little bit because at the end all of a sudden she's like super concerned about her child whereas before she was not concerned about her child hardly at all. True. And then at the end, she rips... Spoiler alert again. She ripped the doll's head off and said, don't mess with my kid or yeah. something like that. To that effect, after she's kind of just let him do whatever. Yeah. And made really bad choices through the whole film. Yeah. Not really bad. I feel like the only bad one she did was... Uh, date that guy. I mean, picking him is a bad decision. I think another bad decision is having sex in the open where your son walks in on it. Well, they were just making out, but... And he got home from school earlier than When they were standing in the kitchen? Oh, they were making out. I thought they were getting ready to do it. There was one scene where they had clearly just finished. Yeah, he was like zipping up his pants. That was right before she ordered pizza. (laughs) Anyways, um, so I think I think Chucky would have been scarier had they not made it so realistic with the uh, technology. You know, <clears throat> that's what made Chucky so sinister in the original one was because of the, you know, he was a demon. He was trying to possess the kid Andy, and uh, here he's he's just a robot copying what he sees. He's not really doing it because he's malicious. He's doing it because it's it's AI. yeah, it's it, not. That's why I'm not scared of it. That's kind of what we talked about. To me, it seems scarier in the original that it's like the spirit of a serial killer. This one, however, makes more sense, you know. Oh, and he had an amulet, the heart of Dimbala, something like that. I'd have to watch it again. So there's a, a, I read online, there's a large school of Child's Play fans that are angry. They thought that this movie should have just been a standalone movie not about Chucky at all um because it I mean it essentially is like we said a, a an Amazon Echo that has gone rogue yeah and they just it really Chucky could have been its a, own movie as a uh, guys is that the word as a as a mask yeah and it just like it was funny to me again I realized that this is like supposed to be a dumb movie but it was funny to me how there's like all this high tech high technology and yet the doll still looks like an updated version of the 80s doll uh. 
like with the striped shirt and the overalls, like yeah. you think that they would have made the doll a little more, but I know that they were trying to make it clear that this is a Chucky reboot. That was just funny to me. I'm going to offer a dissenting opinion. I think it's scarier to have this happen because I think it shows that someone could like hijack a doll like this or hijack your Alexa and mess with your life. I think that's scarier because I don't really believe that a demon is going or a dead person's soul is going to possess a doll who's then going to try and kill someone. Right. It's more true to life. use a body as a vessel. Like I'm more scared that a robot is going to like have safety controls yeah. taken over and then try and kill me while I'm sleeping. This something. is something that could actually happen. However, I don't think a doll could actually drag a 150 pound person away. <laughs> I don't think that could ever happen. Well, so Oscars. What are we thinking for Oscars? No, as far as child, <laughs> are we talking about Child's Play specifically? Yeah. Uh, I disagree. We have Maybe. a nominee for Best Original Song by Mark Hamill. Do we not? Do you not remember? I mean, he, he does sing a song in there that's original. And I will say, I would live for if he got nominated for Best Original Song and performed it in the Chucky okay, Boys. For the buddy song? This is not happening. This is... This is not it's even... It's not going to happen. We're fantasizing, okay? I think it's more likely that the spirit of a serial killer will possess a doll. <laughs> than that yeah. happening. No. And yes. I agree I agree with that. I'm just saying, I would live for it if that did happen. I think it would be hysterical because then he would perform it at the Oscars in his Chucky voice. Oh my God. Maybe he could, amazing. Maybe he could just do that anyway. And you know, what what and can Mark him on, huh? And everyone would give him a standing ovation. What can Mark Hamill not do? He can know. do Chucky. He can do the Joker. He can do Luke Skywalker. He was a really great Joker. Yes, in he those was. Cartoons oh, for man. sure. <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. And that dog is really upset out there. <laughs> Poor, yes. Poor um, uh, when you say when you introduce the speakers on this podcast, you might throw a fifth name in there. Sawyer, Sawyer. Oh. with background music by oh, Sawyer. Sawyer. Alright, so that was our toy-themed episode. Toy Story 4 and Child's Play, both uh, very different movies with very different audiences. But we want to know uh, what you guys thought of the movies. Um, send us an email to pbnjatthemovies at gmail.com. That's the letters P-B-A-N-D-J at the movies at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.